guys, it's Alex from Alpha Comics and Games. I am interrupting your regularly scheduled quid pro roll episode to let you know that not only do we have a Patreon at patreon.com slash goblinsgrowlers, where you can get access to some really cool additional quid pro roll content, but we also have quid pro roll content available now at Alpha Comics and Games in Willow Lawn. If you ever want to check us out, we'd love to see ya. And now, you know, on to the episode and all. Thank you guys so much for listening. I don't know if it was Zarko, but I just saw what looked like steam rising in front of Alon's camera. And I was like, wow, that's immersive. Uh, he's burning incense or something. I don't think that Zarko is steaming. Zarko's well, not, vaping. Not steaming, but <laughs> no! like... No! Zarko, put it down! Too late. She's part of the niche. <laughs> this is Quid Pro Roll. A fantasy live play adventure where a party of unlikely heroes embark on a quest to bring dragons back to their world. Well, howdy, listener. Welcome to the Daily Cryer Listening Show, where all the news and variant and beyond can make its way, well, right to you. Well, it seems the party has determined their best course of action being to parlay with the allegedly cannibalistic witch in her semi-sentient hut. And while Boat and Johannes don't do an amazing job of negotiating with the skulls upon Baba Yaga's fence, it is fortunate they made it inside and found coal. Mostly so they could be reunited as it seemed he was doing all right on his own. But by golly, this witch is one of the least trustworthy or even honorable opponents the party has gone up against. Whew. Well, as the tea is ready, let's listen in and see what spills. And as always, y'all take care now. I believe Sans, Boat, and Cole are within the Baba Yaga's hut after having delivered her the crystal skeleton and the crystal flower. Boat was wondering why y'all hadn't left yet. Yes, he was. Night has fallen, and the tea that Koza had put on the fire had just begun to boil and prepare itself. Oh, it's a magical oh, tea. Wow. It's preparing wow. itself. It is. Like, I'm not being, like, folksy. Like, yes, it, this is the Baba Yaga. She's magic. Okay, so I just, I do want to, like, break this down some more. Is it, like, tea bags? Or are we got those old mesh strainers? What's going on? It's going to be a sachet made oh. out of some kind of muslin sewn together with an array of herbs that smell... There's a pungence to them. There's pungency to them that's not unpleasant, but is very strong and carries with it a spicy, almost sour odor. As uh, as someone who is a bit of an herbalist and travels in the woods all the time, could Koza like identify any of those herbs? Does um, Solinar express that out loud? Uh, you know, I think Solinar's a little focused on the Baba Yaga right now. Um, that was. That was more me being paranoid inside the Baba Yaga's hut. 
I mean, so from what Koza, because Koza is watching this happen uh, fairly intently, does anything seem sketchy about this? Roll survival. That is going to be a 23. The T is safe. How long does it take to, so I think Koza, um, like all the tea goes in, does it carry itself over to the table or do I need to carry it over? It carries itself over. Okay, so no comically lifting a, a comically sized tea kettle. And then I mean that would be very funny if yeah. you'd rather do that, but no, it, it it handles itself. Okay, yeah, it handles itself over to the table and lets itself seep. And Koza puts a, a Koza finds some um like um teacups and puts them in front of everybody, including himself. Solinar looks at the tea and then at Koza and then suspiciously at the Baba Yaga and he's like, Koza, did uh, what what kind of tea you making there, bud? Ah, um, that would be. Oh, so Koza's gonna try to see if he can tell what some of those herbs were. Um, this is only uh seven. <laughs> Nature check. Do yeah. You have a modifier. Yeah, that was with the modifier. It's herbs. Um, they're herbs. <laughs> I mean, so is, you know, several poisons, but yeah, they're herbs. They're, they're safe herbs. They're good for drinking herbs. That's what Koza knows. Wormwood. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I might pass for the mo- maybe a little later. Uh, and then regarding the Baba Yaga again, he's like the, um, the mist that's coming from Lord Alden is kind of, uh, it's, it's causing some problems for the surrounding area. Do you have anything to do with that or? Ancient dragons are powerful. Their bodies are made of arcane energy of, of stuff beyond this world. He has lived a very long time, and his body is just taking some time to return to the ether. And until then, his regret, his melancholy, and his arcane knowledge will seep out of him and into whoever is nearby. Is it- Ancient dragon? Oh my god! I knew he was old, but I didn't know he was that old. Spoilers! <laughs> Is it something that you could keep from leaving the woods? Of course I could. But I suppose something would need to be in it for you. Of course. Is it enough to know that people are beginning to leave the areas around the woods? Because they can no longer go into the woods for things like food? I struggle to see how that bothers me. Well, uh, you, you seem to have certain predilections that are you about to like basically sell this to her that her easy access to the food lion of children is not going to be nearby <laughs> what's your alignment again uh <laughs> probably some people say good it might be good most of the time Alignment is an oversimplification of a very complex <laughs> While I do not disagree, bartering with the lives of children 
is probably not a vibe. It seems to me that these woods have become more dangerous since the fog, according to you, since the fog has begun. Yes, they have. And if all the people leave the surrounding area around the woods, wouldn't you then also have to move? Why? Well, there's no people around. That's how hunting and gathering works. I am not limited to this forest. Well, that's kind of what I'm saying, is you would have to pick a different forest. You misunderstand. I am not limited to this forest. Okay, okay, you you said the words you misunderstand, but then you repeated yourself, so I don't... My understanding remains exactly the same as it was the first time you said it. Any of you guys want to jump in? I'm outside. I don't know <laughs> I'm outside. what you're talking about, but this tea is very good. Kosa? Um... Yeah, cause this is trying down some, trying some of that tea. Pretty good, huh? It is a powerful kind of tang, almost sour, followed up by a very, very, very powerful spice that almost makes you have difficulty swallowing it down. It almost burns, but the sensation is refreshing. I know that tang. That's mango tang at triple density mix. Trip dense. I watched the powder get poured in during the tea making process. And I said, that looks like an herb. Well, have you roll history for this? Okay. I'm going to bed. (laughs) (laughs) 13. Nothing immediately springs to mind that she could be talking about. Solonar gets a look on his face like he's searching for the words or something like that. And then he goes, no, I, I got nothing. I. Uh, Boat, Cole is going to kind of take your take your shirt and tug on it a little bit and look up at you with concern. Yeah, I'm I'm concerned, too. I think they're just hashing out some details. This should have been pretty simple. Um, we can go back in or we can stay out here. It's up to you, buddy. He looks scared for a moment, but then a look of determination crosses his face. He nods you, once. You want to go back in? He nods again. All right, we go back in. All right, the door opens with a creak as Boat and Cole re-enter. As Boat enters in his pajamas, brushing his teeth, getting ready for bed. (laughs) He has a towel, like, wrapped up around his head like he just took a shower. Like, uh, what's the holdup, everybody? I hand him a mug of tea. Is this black tea? Mm, No. Boat pretends to sip and then politely sits the cup down. (laughs) <laughs> our our fine hostess here mentioned that she had cast the warding spell on the Glade of the Nymphs for Lord Alden. I cast the blinding spells, too. What do you mean blinding spells? Uh? The enchantments on the Fae. You mean, you mean to tell me that nymphs don't always blind people? No. Not even a little bit. But playing off vanity always works. Keeps people from questioning. Uh, are, 
Solonar just kind of like looks at Alita and then looks back at Baba Yaga and he's like, is this some kind of twisted joke? Because that'd be a pretty messed up joke. What would be the punchline? Alita takes off her mask and a bunch of people go blind. <laughs> well, that would be very funny. I am not lying. I don't know how to test this without, you know, significant risk. Well, that's that's neither here nor there. Wait a minute. It might be. It might be both here and there. If this is true, and the spell is not in effect anymore, does that mean Eek is still blind wherever he is? It is a curse. If it has been lifted, it has been lifted. Hmm. That's interesting. So nymphs don't normally blind people. The fae who were loyal to Lord Alden weren't loyal of their own accord? And you're the one who not only made all of that happen, but also made it so that Lord Alden couldn't be detected inside the glade. Are you also the person who made it so that when trying to leave these woods, you'd wind up in really weird, random places? That was the wood itself. Ah. Okay. And the wood is also currently full of highly dangerous creatures for which we just paid for safe passage from for how long? She shrugs. I... I'd love to have something a little more concrete than that. Like, is is it something you are doing to us, for us? Or is it just like, conveniently, we can be part of this, and so you've let us? She doesn't answer, but she smiles. <sighs> you notice her teeth are sharper than they should be. Sharper than they should be? How sharp should they be? Normally, you don't see human-esque faces with very sharp, pointy teeth. It's the Baba Yaga. I feel like, is it sharper than what a Baba Yaga's teeth should be? Or is it sharper than just like what a human... I mean, I don't know what your context for Baba Yaga teeth are, but I'm talking for a general human person. Mm, You got sharp teeth. (laughs) She got a gator mouth. (laughs) (laughs) This ain't the woods, this is a swamp. <laughs> what the hell, Brandon? Cro- crocodile smile. <laughs> Would there be something we could do for you within our power and willingness that would have you limit the effect of the fog specifically around places where people currently live? I am uninterested in any more trades. Is this because you don't want to do that, or because uh, we're it wearing It is because on you? I grow bored of this. Well, that's fair. Uh, Solonar just like gets almost like a not like a panicked look, but like a concerned look crosses his face as he like starts thinking, and then he goes, uh, "Could you tell us how long?" Lord Alden's been holding sway over the Fae? As long as he has been in this wood. Ah. And that was all you're doing. Oh, no. 
Not at all. Dragons are powerful. You aren't bringing the metallics back just to, what, fight the chromatics off? There is a power, an aura around them. And for metallic dragons, it is an air of enlightenment, of arcane knowledge. Alden just simply asked for his enlightenment to be directed. I, I see. Well, um, before we overstay our welcome, uh, you've, you've been a lovely host. And thank you so much for your time and answering all these questions. And we should, we should probably, should probably go. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, we should probably go. That's what I've been saying for like the last half hour. We'll address, we'll address that on the road, Boat. The, the house begins to creak and groan as if heavy winds toss it about, but there is no wind outside. Solonar, sort of like concerned crossing his face, looks back at the Baba Yaga and he's like, we can, we can go, right? It's cool if we go. I encourage it. Excellent. Yes, yeah, so let's uh, let's hastily leave, folks. Been a been a lovely time here in your house. Thank you for taking such good care of Cole. Uh, and and we'll hopefully not run into you for negative reasons in the future. Well, I will be seeing one of you soon. I hope. Uh, don't ask questions. Let's go. I have. I have. She waggles her fingers as if to wave goodbye before she sort of dissolves into a swath of black mist. Oh, that's my cue. And Solonar, like, not at a run, but like at a very brisk walk, leaves the building. Is uh, Toza... Uh, drinks down the last of his tea and follows behind. Um, so, uh, that tea was nice, I guess. Yeah, Johannes finishes the tea and he's like, yeah, if only the company were better. Wow! Rude. <laughs> well, she was rude first, and also I think she's evil. <laughs> you, you, might, you might guess that. Mm -hmm. Are we outside so, now? Yes. Okay. Have uh, we left the property? I was going to say, let's get off the property with haste. Though the woods are dark as you leave the lit skulls of Baba Yaga's space behind, you are able to stumble into a clearing that would be safe to camp with then. Um, real quick. Wasn't there a point where Snuffles and Midnight and all the rest would go no further? Yes. How far away from here is that? Roll survival. Not with that dice. I almost picked up the one that only rolls fives, and I rolled a six. Um, that's, that is a six. A six is what that is. Solonar is just like looking in the woods, and he's like, where's, where's the cart from here? Anybody? The... The trees all look like trees to me, especially mm, yeah. in this light. 
Yeah, that tree even looks more like a tree than it did beforehand. Wait, have we seen that tree before? Mmm, I think so. Unless we haven't. Does I, this bark look familiar to you? I don't know. Anybody? Just me, wanting to get back to the cart? <laughs> I mean, I'd love to get back to the cart. I um, don't know where it is. Uh, Throw I'm, that. I'm not gonna be- Ask the mushroom for directions. Yeah, I'm not gonna be any help. Uh, getting us back to the cart. <laughs> Do you roll like a three? Uh, a two. Oh, God. You have less idea of where you are than Solinar does. I rolled an eight. You have a better <laughs> sense of bearing. What's the nice. modifier for this? Survival? Survival. Survival. That's going to be a nine. <laughs> <laughs> we're all sitting there and we're all staring at the tree. You're and all in the I dark. Standing in a circle, staring blankly out into the woods. And Johannes is like, talk to the mushroom, Koza. <laughs> Let's just camp here. In the eerie, spooky fog away from the cart. Koza's going to try to find some fungus. Roll survival. Uh, nat 20. Hey! Oh my God. You find the queen spores. <laughs> you are able to find a log with a hollow within it filled with glowing fungi. Um, it's a rave party. Uh, hello. Hello, hello brave, brave knight. Um, how, how are you doing? We are affected, but we are pleased to see that you have left safely. Um, we're a bit lost. Also, did you still need help? I'm not sure if I quite did what you needed. You have done more than you know. Uh, okay. And we are grateful. We can show you the way. Um, yes, please. You seek the hoofed beast and the thing that is not what it was. Oh, 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 the, the cart. Yes, we're looking for the cart. Please, allow us. We can show you. Um, and the glowing mushrooms that you've seen, they glow this, like, soft green, pop up one after another down into a twisting line into the mist. Oh, hell yeah, Koza. Way to talk to mushrooms. Um, th thank you. Be well, brave knight. Oh, okay. Um, you too. So do we, do we follow these or? It's, I mean, it seemed it's like a trail. I just want to make sure. I, I, I think we do. Yes. All right. Then away we go. You follow the mushrooms into the night and it is almost daybreak by the time you find where the horses have rested. The cart seems untouched, as do your steeds. We need to get some rest, even though it's almost daybreak. Well, I think, I think I'm comfortable, you know, camping out with the cart. I was just, I don't know, I don't like the idea of leaving the cart and all the horses and everything out in the woods to fend for themselves. I'd much rather be here in case something happens, you know? Mm-hmm. Johannes goes up to uh, the cart, puts his hand out, and Daquin comes on his hand. He's like, how'd it go, buddy? Did, were you vigilant? 
Oh, come on. You can't just think about nuts all the time. Sometimes you gotta think about guards and then you get a nut. No, that doesn't I know I, what I promised. Here you go. Here's a nut. But you gotta, like, come on. Do be vigilant next time. And not just because I'm gonna give you a nut, but because it's the right thing to do. And also, if you do the right thing, a lot of times you get nuts. He begins gnawing on the nut you have given him. Yeah, I know. Don't lecture you until after you're done. There's my midnight. There's that beautiful girl. She's giving you a look like you abandoned me in these haunted woods. Uh, if Solinar, just to, just for quick curiosity's sake, I'm going to say that when we started to run away, Solinar quickly sheathed attention to keep his hands free. I mean, but even now, if you didn't, Astrid would have dissipated when you left Baba Yaga's space. Uh, appearing, uh, like, now with the carts, if he draws attention, is it just the familiar glow and not Astrid's apparition? Yes. Well, shoot. I had thought that maybe, uh, these woods in general, Astrid could appear, and then we could talk to her about some of what we saw and what was going on. But I guess we'll have to wait until we're in a safer concentration of magical energy stuff. I wonder where one of those would be. We can never really, like, summon Moonsy's house. Or can you? And Boat just sort of says to no one in particular, I'd really like to go shopping right now. And what doorway are you going to try and go through to facilitate this? Hopefully one that's on a tree for a gnome or something. <laughs> you know what? Roll for plot convenience. Okay. Um, if you get a one, I hope you're in the Feywild. <laughs> he gets a one and he opens a door and it leads immediately into the Baba Yaga's hut. I rolled a two. <laughs> you don't find any doors. Okay, that's fine. That's a perfectly acceptable outcome from that situation. Yeah, um, I don't I don't know, buddy. It seems like Moonzy's place shows up kind of at random. Like, we'll be in a shrine, we'll open a door, there's Moonzy's place. And then we go back through that door, and he's gone. Like, I don't, I don't know that there's any rhyme or reason to it. I think he just shows up when it's convenient for him, or some other magical force. I don't know. All right, well, let's try and get a couple hours sleep. You will gain the benefits of a short rest. As dawn breaks and the light filters through the fog. Uh, Solinar is now regarding the fog in kind of a, a new perspective. It's kind of gross. A little bit. But also, like, if that's the root of the fog then the only way we can do something about it is by doing something about Lord Alden. Hey, I've been thinking. We we told the townsfolk we were going to try and do something about the fog, right? Mm-hmm. But the fog's coming off of Lord Alden. Right. Do we have anything that would allow us to magically move a lot of dirt or magically move a dragon? Or, I mean, if we drop, reduce in large. If we significantly drop the temperature, that would condense the fog. I don't think we're gonna significantly drop the temperature of an entire forest. How long until winter? Yeah, I don't. 
I feel like waiting that long is going to lead to some really, really bad things yeah. for the townsfolk. Any snow in the forecast? Any heavy winds? I, I'm not, I'm not, this is, I don't know that this is a productive line of thought <laughs> there, Boat. I think for things we can do as a group, that's what I was looking for. So on our, I've got, uh, when you get a few minutes, I've got something I need to discuss with you. Just let me know. Okay. Um, I mean, I was kind of hoping we could solve this because if we don't, then pretty much every small town that neighbors the woods is going to end up abandoned, Mm -hmm. which is going to displace a lot of people. Well, how long does dragon evaporation usually take? That's a great question, Boat. We should ask all of our dragon evaporation experts. Oh, wait. All right. So the body was in that state after about two months. Yes. A thought does occur to me. Okay. Alita. Do the, uh, does the priest knowledge that definitely isn't ghosts that lives inside the mirror pendant? Do they know anything about how to properly care for a deceased dragon such that their power doesn't just drift out over an entire large portion of a continent? There is a ritual that requires more than one priest. Oh. I can do what I can, but... What if... What if you had more than one religious affiliation? What do you Johannes, mean? Johannes leans in and... Because <laughs> I know for a fact that Johannes is very good at rituals. And in particular, rituals that help spirits pass to the other side. I'm like a ghostbuster. <laughs> I mean, I'd be willing to try... And if I'd be comfortable with anyone doing it, it would be Johannes. Woohoo! You heard that, buddy! I go and I give a high five to, uh, uh... Daquin. Daquin. <laughs> I think, I think at the very least it's worth a shot. Because I... It feels weird leaving him like that. But it feels even weirder leaving him like that to the effect of all the people around the wood. I'll do what I can. I know you will. You should, all of you, figure out what we're going to do with Cole. Yeah, that's the, we've, we've, this is the second stage problem now that we have to solve. (laughs) Uh, No, Mm -hmm. it's the third stage problem. I just remembered the relic. Oh, no. Cole played us a song and it said the relic is okay. Did, did he? Did it? Yeah. Cole Cole is the relic okay? Cole nods. Yeah. See? It's all good. Where? where, It was like Beethoven's seventh. (laughs) Where is it that it's okay? Do you know? Cole looks towards the source of the mist. It's in the glade. He nods. Okay. All right, Cole, you're with us. Uh, I guess... I guess we have to leave you all behind again. (laughs) As upsetting as that is. But we'll be back. We'll be ba- we can definitely be back tonight, I would think. Probably. How long does this ritual take? I've never performed it before. Okay, we might be back tonight. <laughs> Hard to say for sure. 
Well, you all know what to do in case of emergency. Solinar nods at all of the gathered horses mm-hmm. and the donkey. And the deer. And the deer. Oh, it's really two horses, a donkey, a deer, and a squirrel. <laughs> okay. And Felix the pseudo-dragon. All right. You travel deep into the mist and return to the glade. Knowing what you know now, something about the whole space feels sinister, tainted somehow. So you walk among the fallen. Alita and Johannes go to the back to begin preparing the ritual. While they do that, are the three of you doing anything? Um, yeah. So let me let me just get this out of here since it's the, just the three of us now. Cole like tugs on your shirt. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, yeah, you too, buddy. You too. <laughs> um, all right. So let's recap what we've learned here. So basically, Alden is not what he seemed. Correct. That, that does appear to be the case. Yes. So, okay, I've been thinking about this for for a while now, and I'm hey, just gonna say what everybody's thinking. So, so can can somebody explain to me the difference between what we believed he was and um, what what we now know? I think we believed him to be an altruistic force for good, and now we have learned that there are nuances and shades of gray to his behavior that may perhaps cast him in not the best light. Solonar, does that sound about right? It does seem a little bit like maybe he was focusing his influence to take control of Faye, as opposed to them choosing of their own volition to come and hang out in his cool glade. Right. So Which, again, again, let me, let me just grimaces. Let me just say what everybody's thinking here. Sounds like Alden may have been the figurehead of a cult. A cult that Alita is part of. I don't. I don't know that I'd go quite that far. Although, yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah, it does. It does bring you a little bit closer to that as a concept, doesn't it? Yeah, it brings you awfully close. Brandon Solar's- is filled with satisfaction. <laughs> he is. Solonar is kind of looking around at all the like scattered. It's it's just bodies of Barosian soldiers, right? The any Fey that were slain vanished, or I mean, keep in mind this battle clearly went on about two months ago, right? The remains are outside of what was worn, fairly indistinguishable at this point. Solonar is going to start uh, removing the armor pieces from the Barosian soldiers and kind of just hucking them into a big pile. And then he's going to start dragging bodies outside the glade into a big pile of their own. Gross. Gross <laughs> is going to help help Solonar with that. So um, kind of looking through the bodies as they move them. <laughs> See if there's any good ones for... Uh... Yeah, see if there's any ones to set, set aside <laughs> for later. <laughs> any ones that have good legs? Good legs <laughs> for trundling around on? I don't know I how love... I feel about Koza being the literal bone collector. I love that Alex said gross and then Koza, and <laughs> all of us were just like, oh, okay, you've set yourself up for whatever is going to come next. 
Fair. As as Solinar is shifting bodies and Koza starts helping him, he's kind of like he's kind of trying to keep the conversation going a little bit. So he's like, I think, I think if uh, Lord Alden was really doing all of this stuff, then uh, I could I could I could see it I could see it being less than a good thing. But also, if you think about it, ooh, these guys are heavy. If you think about it. <laughs> then it's still a net positive for us to bring back metallic dragons because even if their influence isn't super great, it's still better than the chromatics having free reign of things, right? Um, I think so. Let me, let me ask you, Solnar. Have, have the dragons affected your life? The chromatic dragons? Well, just dragons in general. Well, I mean, yes and no. It's there's a little bit of. That's one more for the pile. There's a little bit of, I guess, the. It seems to me like there's a lot of inequity in the world, and I haven't been around for three hundred years. But based on what I've heard in like books and things like that. It didn't used to be that there was quite so much inequity in the world. And so I figure if there's all this inequity now and there didn't used to be all this inequity, then it must have had something to do with chromatics and metallics both existing in the same place at the same time. Now, I don't know if that's because they were so busy fighting each other that they didn't have time to mess with our affairs, but so much, or if it's because the metallics are actually some sort of benevolent good for people overall. But the Baba Yaga was talking about like arcane capability being like a greater understanding in the presence of metallic dragons. I mean, that sounds like a good thing, right? Like knowing more about magic seems helpful. I guess. Can I roll like a history or something to like do some, I don't know, like, synthesis of what I've learned in my life. <laughs> yes, you are more than welcome to do so, though please give me slightly more context as to what you're trying to find out. Well, now, hold on, Alex. Can't Chapman just roll a history check and then you give him a complete history of Varian at large? Not in however long we have left in this episode. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out what Koza would have learned, like, in his life would actually indicate that dragons are, like, the answer. Okay, yeah, go ahead and roll for that. That is... Excuse me, sir, do you have a few minutes to learn about, <laughs> uh, to hear about our lord and savior dragons? <laughs> That's going to be an 11. You remember that it has come up in your study several times. One of the things that you have learned in your research is that Beyond dragons keeping one another in check, there are also effects that greatly aided the natural order of things. There were dragons that fought alongside of the of kingdoms protecting things that are good and just and righteous. You remember stories of dragons bringing life back to dead places, reviving the trees and grass. You remember the purifications of water and the balance of magical energy. 
even without direct influence, dragons changed things. I mean, I, I guess thinking back on what I do know, they, they have been good. So, yeah, I, I guess our plans shouldn't change too much. But it does here's, feel really here's, weird. Here's the only reason I'm torn, is that... Oh my gosh, okay. The, um, all of... All of these things that we know, right? They're from like books, right? Because nobody, nobody's been around oh, for over oh, three hundred oh, years. Sorry to interrupt. Can you put that one over, over in this pile? What? The, Wait. Why do we have two piles now? What happened here? Oh, um, this is the keep pile. Be spark joy. <laughs> <laughs> um, just, uh, just trying to keep them organized, you know. Both. Well, I was going to set fire to him with burning hands. Oh, not this pile over here. Oh, uh, oh, oh, you're going to. Okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I can. I can lug this one over to that pot. I just don't want to watch this time. Okay. Like when they, when they become animate, there's something about like the way that everything moves. And it's not so bad when they're just kind of sludging their way around. But then a, that first bit. Oh. I had nightmares. I had nightmares thinking just about that specifically. What I was what I was gonna say was that all this all this stuff about like dragons we know from books, right? Cause like I don't know anybody that's been alive three hundred years. You probably don't know anybody that's been alive three hundred years. I think like, that's a super long time. So all these books, like, who's here to fact check them? And the only people who get to write books are people who, you know, are victors in their time, so to speak. And then the whatever survives, whoever the current reigning champions are. So, like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I could absolutely see people who were aligned with metallic dragons writing about metallic dragons and being like, oh, yeah, they were great. Because they're like, well, they're probably going to read these books and I need them to be happy with me. You know? Yeah. And that's why I stopped paying attention in history class. Alita and Johannes begin a ritual that involves several kinds of draconic prayers. Johannes was assisting in setting up with things like incense and crystals and candles and laying everything out to be a good space. As the chanting began, you sort of closed your eyes to help lend this like energy that you're used to using in, you know, rituals for soon. And upon opening your eyes, you are in this plane, far away from where you were, and alone, outside of this winged form before you. Hello! Your voice echoes far. The winged form stretches its wings out, showing that it is gargantuan in size. You feel more than see the idea of its eyes upon you, though it itself is just a shadow. You feel in your mind the words, would you serve? Like a pizza to friends? 
child of Sun, you have shown yourself to be great of courage, strong of heart, and your will is unmatched. Aw, now I'm just blushing. (laughs) I would ask for your allegiance. Do do I know you? Do you like uh, trying to help Alita? I am but a shade of what I was. I am what you seek to return. Oh, you're a chromatic dragon? <laughs> there's, a, there's a pause uh, in this immense being. It, it, it kind of, it doesn't stutter, but it does have a moment before metallic. Metallic, I, that's right, the other one. I am the greatest hope for completing your mission. Well, greatest hope. If you're trying to help Alita, is it to bring back the uh, metallic dragons, then you can consider me an ally of you. This brings me an immense joy. Go forth with the power I have granted you. You feel this energy sort of well inside of you. You see that your hands glow a very warm, almost silver light. When you open your eyes again, you are in the Glade of the Nymphs, the ritual having been completed, and you see the essence that was Alden condensed and shooting upward as if in a geyser of mist, dispersing into the sky. Uh, Alon, for intents and purposes, you can feel a mysterious power surround you, and the first thing I will reveal about this power is that you have gained a breath weapon. Whoa! Is it, is it minty fresh? It is very minty fresh. You are allowed to choose what kind of weapon you would like. It is anything that is accessible to Dragonborn is accessible to you. Can oh, I choose metallic Dragonborn, right? Can I, can I choose minty freshness? You can choose minty <laughs> freshness. Uh, also, when I say that, I'm not saying permanently pick. You can pick as you use it. Ooh. Different types of scents coming oh. for you, orbit. Alon, please make a table that you can roll on every oh. time. Oh, you know I'm gonna have a hairball breath at some point. That uh. is fine. That is super gross, and I hate it, but that is fine. You have to make the noises too. Oh, of course. I will tell you if you're going to do a nonsense breath that is not one on this table, I will make you roll to see if it works. I'm in. I mean. My whole table will be hairball, 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 hairball. No, 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 that wouldn't be fun. At that point, you just make a table for a D1. But please uh, write down that you have this ability so that you remember. Alon just writes down dragon breath table. And then two episodes from now, he's like, I think I'm allowed to breathe tables. (laughs) (laughs) Just table legs come out of his mouth one after the other. Well, Alita. If it makes you feel any better, you live to be ancient, which is better than most people. They just live to be old. 
Johannes, you are the greatest comfort I have. Did you ever know, like, think about, like, maybe giant dragon shadows could come and talk to us? Huh? No, me neither. been told that I should thank all of our patrons, which give us our dark and powerful energies. I would like to extend our thank yous to Andrew Lay, Caribou Puppy, Dorothy, Haley Dennis, Sarah Lavender, and Stephen W. I wish you only the spookiest of times and be sure to eat your vegetables. Anytime you do the uh, I'm like, what character should Alan know the name of? <laughs> <laughs>